The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song they made from yesterday and today The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play This is so awesome. I love it. Oh, yeah. I do have a little bit. Do you want to hear Randy Carlos playing some classical from Switched On Mock? Yeah, I would. This is really cool. It's from 1968, and it's just a little passage. Sinfonia to Cantata number 29. And I take this in about one minute and ten seconds so you can hear these complex rhythms that have been carefully programmed using a knowledge of electronics and fed through a massive moog. There you go. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, pretty much. That's Unbelievable. But that's a piece of artwork all by itself, the film. But putting in that music, I didn't know that. But I just knew I loved it. And I like classical too. So Beethoven was good. Disney actually was afraid that Wendy Carlos would have too many technical problems and be, be unable to pull off a recording of the Tron soundtrack. So they actually hired an orchestra to record an orchestrated version of the soundtrack because they figured she wouldn't make it and she did she pulled it off she got it done that is incredible so what's the next exciting sound the most obvious moog song i love this is funky town by lips inc i don't believe are you kidding me i specifically found a spot in funky town that mixes multiple techniques together including a weird robo distortion to a voice (laughs) the synth all of that so i'm going to play you this and if you don't know funky town oh come on if you don't you should you're actually on the age saturday shrek need to get up and shake it baby yeah baby yeah baby shake it here you go funky town
<laughs> so do you know? Do you know what Funky Town's about? Literally. <laughs> do you know what Funky Town is is supposed to be? Where is Funky Town? I don't I like this out. I don't like being put on the stand when I don't know things. I only like to be put on the stand when I know the answer. No, I don't. I just thought it was like a funky town in any city. Everybody does. All right. And, and I'm telling you this story just for fun because I learned it, not because I'm so snooty know-it-all. It's because I stumbled across this while I was doing all the other stuff. So Lips Inc. were in Minneapolis, and they really wanted to be over in New York because that's where disco and electronic music was happening. So they were talking about how they really wanted to go to Funky Town, Studio 54, all that fun stuff. But to be honest with you, the fact that Minneapolis is the home to Prince makes me feel like it was pretty much a Funky Town all on its own. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. There you go. So that's it. That's yeah. all you got. Funky Town was was their way of saying, I really want to be in New York City for the disco. You would never think it came out of Minnesota, <laughs> man, would you? Ever. With that kind of sound. All right. We're talking about. I don't think it came out of the head of a robot that fell to Earth from outer space. The Limey and the Yank are talking about unique sounds that come out of your favorite songs. And you wonder how the heck did they get that sound? And how does it move me in so many ways? I want to know how it works. Well, we're here to tell you and our viewers and audience to exactly how it works, no matter what era, and to go back into those tunes and to enjoy them. Even if you play that little bit over and over again, don't you do that sometime? Yeah, Beginning sometimes. Then. You don't play like, that whole song and you're going, oh man, that felt so good. I think I'm going to play it again. There's a song by Sticks on the album Paradise Theater called Half Penny, Two Penny. And at a certain point in the middle of the song, they make the sound of like if you were to drop a penny and it were to sit there and spin before finally hitting flat. But it's a synthesized sound that doesn't sound like a penny. It sounds like someone took the keyboard and did that to it. And it, it flips from left to right channel faster and faster as it settles. And it also does the flanging. But it is a penny. No. It's, it's a synthesized sound in the song Half Penny, Two Penny, but that's what it sounds like as it goes. But it does it in a way that sounds like a penny that's spinning and eventually comes to rest. And it that. just, it blew my mind when I first heard that. I'm like, as a kid, and I'm rewinding the tape in my Walkman and wearing it out trying to hear that because it's such a weird little, that's an example, yeah, of that yeah. moment where you go, ooh, that was cool. Or you, you start off the album in 1999, and if you've heard the song by Prince on the radio and you're going, this is my first Prince album, you don't expect the fact that the album opens up with a robot voice saying, don't worry, I don't yeah. hurt you. And you're like, where did that come from? What? Who's talking? Don't worry. I won't hurt you. I only want you to have some fun. But they were fortunate that they had the digital and they had the equipment to work with. And you're a victim of your own error on what equipment that you have to work with. Take example, Pink Floyd in the 1970s. They didn't have digital. It was all tape 
And if they wanted to create the sound, they had to try all different methods. And, you know, you mentioned like money, you know, and they got the sound because it starts. sound effects right there, yeah. Yeah. But you see like Pink Floyd, when they did um, money, it was like they didn't know how to get that sound of the money. Uh, so they did like a 20 tape loop uh, was, and it was recorded with 20 sounds coming at you, right? 20, and what they did, they threw money in a mixing bowl and they turned it on. So you got the sound of that money. Oh my gosh. And then they did, and then they did 20 recordings of it and picked out the favorite one where it goes dum 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 dum. Because we talk, we had songs about money. One of our shows a couple that of is, years ago, that right? Is wild. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that about that. Yeah, yeah. And what they did, like with the, remember the heartbeat they did in the Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. You think they would have plugged somebody in? Have you got a heartbeat? I hope so. Okay. Last time I checked He's got a little heartbeat, and he used to plug somebody in to get that heartbeat. They didn't have that technical knowledge to do that. All they know is they wanted the sound of a heartbeat. And what it basically is, is a, uh, it's a heavy uh, threaded bass drum, where what they used to do for technique, some of the drummers, they would rap. Yeah, like a padded bass, just to get that. That's so cool, isn't it? Like, that's amazing. I didn't all right, wrap it up a bit more. I want it. Like, so special effects again. It's all about that genius from the creator using the technology that's available today for them and going, I'm going to do something different. Yeah, Trent Reznor did a sound. Yeah. Trent Reznor did a sound on the Nine Inch Nails album of Fragile where he just took chains and was dragging them back and forth across a wood floor. And it's an interesting little background noise that's just kind of I don't know, laying an, uh, an underlying layer of interesting sound beneath the music to make the music sound more interesting. That's cool. I, I did that. not know that. All right. You know what I want to do, which is funny and the nostalgic, and nobody really talks about it, and nobody makes songs with the end. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yes. <laughs> Come on, folks. You know you love it. He's talking about the last little teddy thing we have. It's called the talk box. How come nobody uses it anymore? I don't know. I think they do. It made Peter Frampton a bigger superstar than what he was. Yes. And the talk box is about as nerdy as it gets because where an instrument can create one particular vibration, like a drum head or strings, like the plucking of a guitar string, the human voice is this crazy, complicated working of air pushed across vocal folds, which we call vocal cords, that then create an air valve that modulates the air vibration and pitch and tone 
And then once all that comes out of our throat, we've got all these mouth thingies, our teeth, our tongue, our palate, and our lips. And they let us make all these complicated different sounds like all this noxious talking I'm doing, right? Yeah. So the way the talk box works is it's a tube that goes into the singer's mouth and feeds the guitar sound into their mouth so they can use all their mouth thingies to shape the guitar sound and have it echo out into the mic in front of them. It's similar to how a jaw harp works if you've ever played one, but it's a lot more complicated to learn how to work and make it sound coherent. And so, yeah, Frampton's is a lot more coherent sounding. And I've got that. You want to hear, show me the way. <laughs> there it is. Here we go. Peter Frampton, show me the way. That's awesome. amazing but isn't it the same as the wah wah bar only instead of going wee, 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 you put it to your mouth and you've got that ring so you can push it on any sound you want and then you speak out but it still comes out like you're talking but you're not instead of the bar i get the idea because the bar is changing the tension on the strings and each of the strings has different pitches just like vocal cords can change yeah, yeah. the pitch but it really is sending that sound into the mouth so that you shape it with the muscles of your lips, with your teeth, with your tongue, with your palate. So that's why it takes a little talent to learn because instead of your voice pushing air, you're just letting that sound reverberate inside your mouth and you're shaping it. Well, I don't know anybody else that used it in the ah, popular music. That's the cool thing about it. It's actually not a new thing. And the man who suggested it to... Frampton and said you should try this was a guy named Albino Ray and this is great. This technique is actually from 1939 or even earlier. So I have got the craziest thing. I'm going to share this video, folks, on our timeline. You'll see these videos coming up. And one of them is Albino Ray doing the St. Louis Blues using a talk box. And the video itself is really weird because the talk box is supposed to be a puppet named Stringy, and they're using a country style, you know, sit down slide guitar to make the sound. So check this out. This is Alvino Ray in the St. Louis Blues. I am the spirit of the St. Louis Blues. I am so blue. All the day long I am blue. All the day long I am so blue. Oh, I hate to see that even sun go down. I hate to see that even time go down, way down, cause my baby 
done left this town. She done the powder and left. Oh, that St. Louis woman with all her diamond rings. Those sparkling things. Drag my poor heart around by her apron strings. Some strings. If it weren't for that powder and her store-bought hair. <laughs> that gal of mine. Isn't that, that wild? That is good stuff. <laughs> I love that. And I love, I never knew that, you know, how people, but I guess that's the way it works. You take something old or something that somebody's used that haven't used it for a while. And you know what? I'm going to give this a try and see how it works. But it obviously worked for Peter Frampton, man. And he's still going strong, bless his heart. He's great in concert too. Saw him at Janice Landon in St. Pete a few years ago. Very Blew cool. the place down, man. All right. I, I got to say, this has been so much fun to talk about the tech. And I really, I, I'm thankful. Robert Yadkonk, did a great job. The stuff you shared with us kind of put us on a quest to find out the more information. And I love it. I've got more information if we got just a few more minutes. Absolutely. Are you, if you're getting bored, get rid of us. Or if you're getting bored with them, just cut him off and listen to the English people because they know what they're talking about. But moving into different sounds that move you and groove you in your favorite tunes and music, give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you because that's how we learn what people love and enjoy. Pick your favorite, but let us know and let us know what you think that sound is. The Limey and Yank podcast at gmail.com or stop by our Facebook page. And say hi. I love it. We'd love love to hear from you folks. So I, are we going to finish up? What do you got? Well, I was just going to say, you know, we talked about synthesizers and all those, but just a mention to all those great, wonderful artists which took that synthesizer and made it their own. One to be exact, David Bowie, which we miss and we love and was one of the most brilliant artists in my personal opinion, of all time. But that, what he transported, like the Beatles with rock and roll, but, you know, the Depeche Mode, Tangerine Dream, they had a lot of... Oh, yeah. Didn't they? Yeah, the electronic, and all that. really spacey, really laid back. So. Oh, yeah. And, and Van Gallus. Did you know Tangerine Dream did the score to Grand Theft Auto Five? That, to me, was quite an interesting callback, given that a lot of time, if you turn on the radio in GTA 5, you hear a whole different set of stuff. But their incidentals and their score was all done by Tangerine Dream. And don't forget, then, guys, what was he in? It was in uh, Blade, Runner. Two, Blade Runner, which was brilliant. We talked about that before. And all those people that used what they had to learn. And Roxy Music, of course, Brian Eno, which is a complete genius. Uh, they put so much synthesizing, but it's like any instrument, mate. You can have the best instruments in the world, but it's how you combine them and how you put those sounds through and all that. But if Sergeant Peppers with the horns and the different sound effects they brought, which kind of changed everything to what you can use in the studio, you know, like Paul McCartney saying, oh, I heard this horn. And, oh, well, that's a such a horn you used to use in the brigade. Bring it in. Let's give it a try and see what it sounds like. That's what makes the best artists in the world. You can hear any sound. It's funny. 
farts. Farts are sound right. And I, I don't consider that a musical instrument that I'm going but, to use in the studio without the engineer being very angry at me and refusing to mic up for anything again. <laughs> but what I'm saying is to using your music or whatever, you can bring out any sound in there, whether it's the birds floating, whether it's the waves, whether it's anything that moves you that want to bring you there. Like, okay, the kids and the grandkids, all right, we get bored sometimes, so we pull up farting music, and there's actually songs where there's just flatulence. Is that better? We want to keep a classy audience. Flatulence is what they use in their music. And it's, I like it. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm not sure I needed to know that. But so, okay. uh, you know what, whether it's Belgium, you can't whether it's any bodily functions, whether it's screaming, whether it's shouting, whether it's electronic, remember, don't hold yourself short. You can pull out any sound and put well, it into your... Let's not pull out. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, if you're Sir Paul McCartney and you decide you're going to do 20 minutes of armpit noises with your hands... <laughs> Chances are people would still pay for that because you're serving. You know what? We may have something doing. Let's make a let's make an album with bodily sounds. We can do the hand thing. We can do the or we can do the. I'm not sure I needed to know that, but so okay. uh, you know what? Whether it's Belgium, you can't whether it's any bodily functions, whether it's screaming, whether it's shouting, whether it's electronic. Remember, don't hold yourself short. You can pull out any sound and put well, it let's into not your... pull out. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, if you're Sir Paul McCartney and you decide you're going to do 20 minutes of armpit noises with your hands, <laughs> chances are people would still pay for that because you're Sir you Paul McCartney. We may have something doing. Let's make, a, let's make an album with bodily sounds. We can do the hand thing. We can do the... Oh, we can do the. Oh, we can do the snoring. We can do the farting. Well, I think the pop. We can do the belting. Bring mm -hmm. out all those possible sounds <laughs> that you can create out of your body, and I bet you can make great music. No so, one's gonna want to use that talk box after you. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I'm gonna cut me off before I get out of hand. Just I just want to get my opinions over to you. Don't. Sell yourself short. If you're making music, remember if there's anything that you want to use, you can pull out. I love this, man. This is <laughs> so much fun. I hope you had as much fun and enjoyment as what we had. We love talking about sound effects. Fuzzy, buzzy, funny sounds. Yes. Remember that. <laughs> and after you've stopped listening to us, get your favorite sounds out, pull out your favorite tunes. Pull out your favorite sound effects and enjoy yourself and listening to them and maybe find out how they got it. We knew when we came up with a name for this one that this would be a lot of fun. And we've had a whole bunch of fun tracking down all this info to kind of share with you. And I hope that helps you listen to some of your favorite songs in a new light and think about it differently. And boy, have we got a lot up our sleeve to bring to you. It's summertime, so it's vacation time, but we'll be talking to you and pumping out those 
old programs that we'd love to share with you. If you haven't listened to our podcast, pull up any subject. We have got many subjects out there, don't we, buddy? We'll have so, more to come for sure. Have a great summer. Well, we'll be back in a month or so, right? Yeah, we'll be doing another show. We're yeah. going to do this on a monthly basis, and then we're going to break it into smaller bits for you to put on the actual podcast. So if you look at our last episode that we did, it was four pieces. Actually, I think country music was five. Five, and I'm loving it. And from the feedback, we're really getting some great positive feedback, buddy. So over the world, thanks so much for listening. Happy June and 4th of July. 4th of July. Independence from those English people. <laughs> Thank good. I celebrate it because I'm American English. So God bless you. Get the sunblock out. Get to the beach. We're getting back to normalcy. Steve the Limey. Giving all my love and best wishes to you. God bless you, and I'll take it. Bye for now. See you next month, folks. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much. I'm really glad that you tuned in, and we'll go ahead and stop streaming now. Hey, kids, time to go for now. But don't forget, you can always find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter. And you can stop by our YouTube channel, where we've put playlists together of all of the episodes and the seasons. So you can let those roll and have a lot of fun reliving your memories with the original, full versions of the songs. We also have the website, thelimeyandtheyank.com, where you can go download MP3s of your favorite songs from Amazon. We really appreciate you listening to the show. And the most important thing to us is please keep sharing with us your stories, your memories, your favorite songs. Give us feedback. Tell us how we're doing. And please do keep tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again. 